Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Behold podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick little note that this episode was originally only made as a YouTube video, and it can be found in its entirety here, as well as its entirety with the video on our YouTube channel, which can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of our Behold community, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Behold, a series for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode six. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 6. I'm so glad that you are back. I hope you've had a really good week this week as you've been trying to learn a little bit more about how to trust yourself. Um, Many of you have been personally reaching out to me and through texts and emails and even in person. It's been so wonderful, your kind response, and I'm so grateful for it. And I just kind of wanted to let you know that I am a life coach. And so if you would like to, I would be happy to schedule a 30-minute curiosity call with you to just kind of talk about how things are going, where you might be stuck, and how I can help you with that. And so if that is something that you would like to do, you can direct message me or email me, or I also have a um, document, a Google Doc, that you can click in the show notes, and it will take you right to just a really brief questionnaire that we can get started with a call together. But... Today, we are going to continue our discussion on trust, so let us start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit and fill our hearts. We are so grateful that we get to do this work with you. We're just honored and pleased that you have called us to raise our children and point them towards heaven. Sometimes it can be really hard for us to trust ourselves So we place our trust in you. We recognize that you live inside of us. And because you live inside of us, we know that the right answers are in our heart and we trust that you'll lead us and guide us to those answers. We ask to be the women that you created us to be and we do this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right. So last week, as we talked about trust, we spoke about how some of the ways that we have broken trust with ourselves and some ways on how we can rebuild that trust. And one of the things that I noticed is that as I started to build the trust with myself, that I had previously hadn't been trusting myself to make decisions or to do new things. Okay. So in episode four, we talked about emotions. And we talked about how emotions serve a purpose. They tell us what's going on in our brain. And we talked about how positive and negative emotions can be very beneficial and they can serve us really well. But there's another kind of emotion called an indulgent emotion. And an indulgent emotion is an emotion that just does not serve us. It does not help us to better ourselves. It does not help us to live out our calling. It, it's an emotion that really doesn't serve a purpose, but a lot of times we indulge in it anyways. And for me, I realized that I spent a lot of time indulging in what I call, I don't know confusion. 
okay? So I spent a lot of my time confused and being like, I don't know. I don't know what I should do. I don't know how to solve this problem. I don't know what to do. And so I spent a lot of time in that. And because I was spending a lot of time in that, it didn't serve me and I wouldn't be moving forward, okay? Because a lot of times when we have those I don't know thoughts, we'll either decide to procrastinate or we'll just kind of wallow in it and we just won't accomplish the things that we want to do or the, the things that we need to do because we're just spending so much time saying, I, I don't know. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how we've gotten into that position and how we can get out of it. Okay. So previously I was someone who just really could not make a good decision. And it wasn't that I couldn't make a good decision. It was that I didn't trust myself to make the good decision. And so if somebody would ask me something or to even decide something simple, like where to go to dinner, I would just kind of fall apart inside. Cause I'd be like, I, I don't know. What will they think if I say that? What if I make the wrong choice? What's going to happen? And it would feel almost paralyzing as I was like begging them to not make me be the one to decide. And really it was because I didn't trust myself. And so once I started building this trust with myself, it's a lot easier to make a decision now. It's a lot, I can clearly see that I was indulging in that confusion. And when before, previously, when I would finally make that decision, then I would agonize over the result. Was that the right decision? Did I do this well? And I would bring it up with lots of people. Do you think this was the right decision? Do you think that this is how I should have done it? But the decision was already passed and gone. I couldn't go back and change the decision I made, but I was still agonizing it. So I was still spending time in the decision, in this I don't know confusion. And as you've seen with a lot of our other work is we're kind of clearing up our mind space. Our mind space has been cluttered for a long time with things like, with things like I don't know confusion, with being with thoughts that don't come from God, with being cruel and bullying ourselves, with um, thoughts that don't serve us. These things have been things that are on autopilot that we don't even realize. All these things have been cluttering our minds. And so when we start to kind of do our spring cleaning of our mind and figuring all of these things out and recognizing that they don't have to stay here, that we don't have to continue in that pattern, you end up having so much more space in your mind to think about the things that you want to think about that will help you get the results you want. So you'll have a lot more time and you'll have a lot more energy by doing these things. And so as I was wallowing in this, I don't know, confusion and not trusting myself, I realized that if, if I could build up this trust with myself, I could get out of that cycle and out of that pattern of I don't know, confusion. And so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how I did that. And so of course, of course, first we need to take it to prayer because we want God to be the center of our lives and we want him to be who we're following and who we're trusting in most of all. And so after taking it into prayer, it came to me over and over again. Our scripture verse last week was that the spirit of the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And that is from Romans. And the reason that I think that the reason that God kept putting that on my heart as I was figuring out this, I don't know, confusion is because that it is so powerful. The Holy Spirit lives within you. And so the right answer is within you. Okay. And so by taking that to prayer, I was able to start seeing that I just need to call on him in my decision-making. I need to just say, come Holy Spirit, which is why I start this off with come Holy Spirit every time that we do this series together is because I want to tap in to that resource that the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is such a gift to us 
um, the Holy Spirit is part of our inheritance as a daughter of Christ, as a daughter of, of the Father, as a sister in Christ. Our inheritance is the Holy Spirit. It is a, it is a gift to us um, because of the love that God has for us, but we rarely tap into it. We don't try to use it the way that we should. And because of that, that's kind of why our, sometimes we spin in that I don't know confusion. And so instead of spinning in that I don't know confusion, we need to start discerning with the Holy Spirit. Now, this doesn't mean that now I like make snap decisions all the time. It's nothing like that at all. Because discerning takes time. And discerning also takes community. We need to get out what's on our head in our heads and, and tell our husband, tell our friends, tell our family, and so that they can say things back. And then we can discern what's coming from God, what's not, and make our decisions that way. But there are some decisions that we don't need all the input on. There are decisions like, what do we want for dinner? I can make that decision quickly. What do I want to wear to this event? I can make that decision quickly. Should we move to another house this year? Okay, well, that's a decision that needs a, a little bit more discernment. And so we, we can spend our time discerning and go from there. And we'll talk a little bit more about discernment later on. But I just want you to start to get in the habit of realizing that the Holy Spirit is there inside of you and that you can call on the Holy Spirit at any time. So how do we change from that confusion to confidence? Like I said, first we recognize the Holy Spirit and then we change our thoughts. Of course we change our thoughts. We do this by doing our mindset tool over and over again, practicing it in these different circumstances, writing it down, reminding ourselves that our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings lead to our actions, and our actions create our results. So that our thoughts are going to get us all the way to that result that we want. So. Some of my favorite thoughts to help me change from a position of I don't know confusion into a place of confidence are I am a good problem solver and I can do hard things. Those two thoughts are so powerful, but they might not be thoughts that you can believe right off the bat. So you might be sitting there like, but I'm not a good problem solver. I don't think I can do hard things. And I was in your shoes. I was. And so that's why this week, what I want you to do is we are going to work on giving your brain evidence that you are a good problem solver and that you can do hard things. Because I know that when I was in my state of I don't know confusion, I could think of lots of examples when I wasn't a good problem solver. And I really didn't think that I was. And I could think of lots of good examples where maybe I, I couldn't do a hard thing, okay? And so these are the tracks that our brain is on. And remember our brain really likes to keep us safe. And when we're in I don't know confusion, we don't move forward. And our brain is happy with that because our brain knows that we're safe where we are right now. Okay, our brain doesn't know that we're gonna be safe by clearing all of this out, but you are, you are safe. So just reminding your brain, I'm safe. We don't think like this anymore. Instead, we're going to look at how I'm a good problem solver, how I can do hard things. And so our worksheet this week is a worksheet that just asks you, or you can do it on a blank sheet of paper, just asks you, Sometimes in your life when you've been a good problem solver and sometimes in your life when you've done hard things and I want you to really think and maybe because you've had this track in your brain so long it might be hard to think of recent things but that's okay go back to the past go back you know maybe in high school you were able to you definitely were able to do new things and solve problems and do hard things. Or maybe back in college, you, that was a time when you can think of something that you did that was really hard or you solved a problem. But write some of these things down. Some of these hard things that you've done in your life, some of these times when you've problem solved, some of these times when you've tried something new, and just read through them. Just give your brain that evidence 
okay? Because your brain's always looking for evidence for your thoughts. It always wants evidence for your thoughts. And that's how you turn that thought into a belief is by giving your brain that evidence, okay? So by writing down those hard things, writing down those times that you've solved those problems, then your brain will see, oh yeah, I can do hard things. Oh, look at that. I have problem solved before. I can problem solve again. And you're going to start to believe that you are good at hard things and that you are a good problem solver because you are, okay? You are, I know you are. It's just getting yourself and your brain to believe it. And so that's what we're gonna be working on this week. The other reason that I really do want you to write this one down is because there's going to be days that are difficult. And there's gonna be days when you're going to say, you're going to know that you should be saying, I can do hard things, but you're not gonna believe it. And so then you can pull out that sheet of paper and you can say, look it, I did this and I did that and I know that I can do hard things, okay? Another thought that I really like when I'm in I don't know confusion is, of course it goes back to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me so I know exactly what to do, okay? Then I say a prayer and I give it to God and I trust that my decision is going to be the right one, okay? Because if the Holy Spirit lives inside of me, then I already have the answer because God has my answer. And so if God always has my answer and God is inside of me, the correct answer is inside of me. I just need to get it out. And sometimes that means journaling. And sometimes that means talking um, to friends or family, sometimes, or my husband, sometimes that means going to adoration and taking it into some deeper prayer. But that answer is inside of me and I just need to bring it out, okay? And sometimes, Sometimes I make the wrong choice, okay? We're all gonna make wrong decisions along the way, but because I'm rooted in the Holy Spirit, because I'm keeping this centered around God, I know that even if I make the wrong choice, God is going to put me back on the path. He's going to help correct me sooner rather than later. I'm not gonna have peace in my decision if it's not the right decision, okay? He's going to, he's going to um, redeem anything that I do wrong and as long as I'm trying things, this is going to keep me out of that I don't know confusion and continue to build trust in myself in the, the whole decision-making process. So I want to show this to you in, in action. I'm going to give you an example. So let's say you have a second grader and they're about to make their first communion. They're making it tomorrow and your house is a mess and you haven't made any of the food and so you're not ready for the big first communion party. So... We're gonna go through the entire tool. We're gonna to look at the circumstance, the thought, the feeling, the action, and the result. And first we're gonna look at it the way that we were probably previously thinking. I know the way that I was previously thinking. And then we're going to adjust our thoughts and see how it changes everything. But first we need to come up with our circumstance. Now remember, a circumstance is completely neutral. A circumstance is something that can be proven in a course, in a case, like in a law case, like in, in court, it can be proven. Anybody around you would agree to the circumstance. And so in our case, the circumstance is we're having a party at our house tomorrow and there are a lot of things, to, or, sorry, we can't say a lot. We can't say a lot because that is um, not objective. That's subjective. I might think it's a lot. You might think it's a lot, but somebody else might not think it's a lot. So there are things to do to get ready for the party, okay? There are things to do. So that is my circumstance. There's things to do to get ready for the party. Now. My old thought process would have been, oh no, there's so much to do. Oh, I don't want to do it. Where should I start? I don't know where to start. I don't know how I'm ever going to get this done. 
And you can hear this, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And because of that, for me, my feelings then, I would feel hopeless, discouraged, um, overwhelmed, very overwhelmed. Maybe I'd even feel like a failure. Maybe I'd kind of start not being very compassionate with myself, beating myself up. Why did you wait this long? Why is this not done? You can't do anything. You know, those kind of thoughts that really don't serve us, that turn into feelings that really don't serve us. So then from that feeling, I am a big avoider. So I like to buffer. I, I like to avoid those kind of feelings or I, I previously would have avoided those kind of feelings. And so I would buffer. Maybe I would go and eat unhealthy foods, which of course would make me feel sluggish and not like getting things done. Um, maybe I would watch Netflix or um, scroll on Facebook or, you know, whatever else, whatever buffer to avoid feeling those feelings of overwhelm and hopelessness. And then my time would get even shorter. My time is shrinking. My energy is not as good because those things don't leave you energized. And so I still have all of this to get done. And maybe I finally get to work, but I'm not going to do that work well because I'm so short on time. I'm still spinning in these emotions and I'm probably going to start yelling at my family and snapping at everybody who comes in my way because I am feeling these big emotions. I'm reacting to them. And so then I'm frantically working. I'm yelling at everyone. The peace in my home is gone. It's completely gone. I'm not connected with my family. We finally get to the party and maybe we're ready. Maybe I got the food made and maybe we've gotten everything cleaned up. But as a family, we're not in this good, happy, peaceful place. And that's not the way we wanted to go into the first communion party. And so instead, I would now stop. This is what I would do now. I would stop and take a deep breath and I'd look at my circumstance. My circumstance is that there's things that need to get done before the party. And then I would change my thought. And so instead of those, I don't know, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do thoughts, I would say, I am so excited to celebrate this first communion. I am a good problem solver and will easily accomplish all that needs to be done today. Okay? And I believe it. Now, I believe it now because I've built up that trust with myself. And I know that the things that I say in my head are the things that I'm going to do. And we talked about that last week, having that integrity with yourself, learning to build up that integrity so you trust yourself. So I'm going to trust myself that, yes, I am a good problem solver and I will accomplish the things that need to be done. So from that place, from that thought, I'm going to feel grateful that I get to have this party and that I get to celebrate this first communion. I'm going to feel confident that it is time for me to get out there and get these things done and that I will accomplish them. And then I'm going to feel motivated because those thoughts are motivating thoughts to me and I'm going to be able to move forward with those. And so from that place, I'm going to be able to start having massive action. I'm going to be able to sit down and write down everything that needs to be done. And I'm going to be able to prioritize those and say what absolutely needs to be done and what's what are things that could don't have to be done, but it'd be nice if they get done. So I can prioritize and then I can just start going and checking off my list and going. And of course, if you have little kids, things are going to pop up, but I'm just going to sit there and continue with the mind work in that way of, I know I can accomplish these things. I know I'll get done what God wants me to get done and everything is going to be great. And from that place, I'm not going to be snapping at everyone in my house. I'm not going to feel like bitterness or resentment because the house is a mess and they're not doing what I think they should be doing. I'm going to feel 
confident in myself that I'm going to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. Now, I'm not saying that means that they shouldn't help you, or I'm not saying that, that don't use their help. Of course use their help, but it just helps me to be um, accountable to myself and to take ownership of what I'm doing and my feelings rather than just exploding at everyone. And so since I'm not doing exploding at everyone, we're a lot more connected and the peace is a lot more maintained in our home. And so then we accomplish, our result ends up being that we accomplished what we wanted to, that we really needed to accomplish and that we've stayed connected with our kids and our husband. And we go into the first communion and into the party with just a sense of peace and even a sense of fulfillment because we have accomplished something. We, we did a hard thing and, and we got all of that done in time and we can feel accomplished and proud and excited to show up on the, at the first communion the way that we've always wanted to show up. Okay, So that's just an example of how we can build that trust with ourselves and how once we build that trust, we can get out of that I don't know confusion and start doing this mind work, okay? Because if you're like me previously, you've been a real bully to yourself and you haven't always been showing up because of that. Because you've been so hard on yourself, you haven't had that compassion, you haven't been showing up. And you've been ignoring your brain. And that's probably because you didn't know that you weren't supposed to ignore your brain. You just thought that those thoughts and feelings were just flying at you, but they're really not that you can really manage your mind. You can choose what you think. And so to be able to get to that point where you can observe and choose, you need to have this trust. You need to have this compassion. So you can recognize, oh, honey, we do know. We do know what to do here. We know because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And so we know. We know because we've done hard things before. We know we can do this because you're a great problem solver. Or we know because, yes, this is something new. We've never tried this before, but you know what? We're so blessed to live in this time because we can learn just about anything. We can go on YouTube, we can go on Google, we can take an online class, we can do whatever we need to do to learn this. And you've learned things before. You can do this. So this is just part of that trust, part of building that trust, learning to observe your thoughts, and then making changing your thoughts so that they can give you the thoughts and at the, sorry, changing your thoughts so that you, they can give you the feeling and the actions that actually serve you. Okay. All right. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I actually did keep it kind of short this week. Like I said, I would in the beginning, I am going to keep trying for that because I know how busy you are, but thank you so much for joining me. I would love to hear what you're thinking and how it's going. So please rate and review and comment in the Facebook group and on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. So make sure that you're getting every episode right away. And um, in the meantime, over the next week, I am so grateful that you're here. And so over the next week, why don't you go and live your life worthy of the call you have received? God bless.